lot. There's the pass to Leitner. Puts it up. Yes! for the win! Yes! Yes! Hey, coach! Play this kid! Gives it to Jenkins for the championship! The Badgers are going to do it, Mike. They're going to pull this off. 38 and done. They're going to knock off undefeated Kentucky. The slipper still fits! But how about those onions? basketball all right and welcome to episode five of the pump fake pod going over november picks and previews some of the games and our favorite plays of the day i guess just to start it off anything uh through this first week that you guys have kind of noticed it, uh adjusted to a little bit or just something that you've uh kind of caught your eye that's worth noting uh gambling wise or just teams yeah. to watch no absolutely i think you know, just with the pace of play, like books are kind of correcting to that. We've seen an edge on overs, but they've been they've been spot on um, with their totals. So I've 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 been pretty hit or miss on totals. So I'm trying to figure that out and get an edge there. Um, and try to just watch it live due to all the adjustments that we get um, in game, and they're pretty big discrepancies at the time. So you know, let's say for instance, if it's 15 points below the original total. 20 points at halftime, chances are it's going to go over just due to how close it would get to the normal over. Um, so something to look out for. But, you know, that system's been hit or miss to start the season. So. Yeah, um, something with that. Uh, some team this week, I cannot remember exactly, but they were shooting, I think, one for 11 from three-point land in the first half. Um, that stuff's going to adjust. Like, they're not going to shoot. Odds are they're not going to shoot one for 20 um, the entire game. Um, that halftime kind of reset. They come out, uh, start to play a little better, um, vice versa with teams that are shooting 56, 60% uh, first half. That's not going to last. So uh, just something to kind of keep an eye on. Maybe you can get a, a better number uh, at halftime if a team is shooting 30% versus a team shooting 55% and it's a 12-point a game. Um could probably grab a good number, and that team's more than likely gonna gonna make a game out of it because they're not gonna shoot that bad all game. Yeah, definitely. I mean, no college basketball team ranked in the top five would shoot one for twenty from three, right? <laughs> more often than not, no. Yeah, you got oh, me there. I did forget oh. about that classic Michigan State last. <laughs> no, I think um, one thing like being um, in you know the gambling Twitter. Uh, community and just a gambling community like i think people um have this system i think you know you guys have heard of it too like you know that unranked team at home versus a ranked team where they're like a, a one point favorite or a small favorite or whatever like my, i think that system could work if there's a basketball reason to back that team um like byu for example when they hosted san diego state the other day like byu is a, re a really good team and Provo is a very hard place to go into and get a win in both basketball and football. But like when the Ohio State matchup where um AM came to town, like there's no reason to back Ohio State. Like we we have to adjust that system to and look at the teams and try and find a basketball reason to back the team. Like Ohio State is bad. And Texas AM, those there's like three or four guys on that team that have played with each other for like two plus years now. So uh I just wish people, you know. I'm not. I'm not smart at all. I'm an idiot. But like, I can see when Ohio State is just a bad team. There's no reason to back them. 
Yeah, and Sam, with that going to that point, uh, Texas returned uh, Radford and uh, Taylor. Not only were they the highest right. scores in the SEC, but they were the highest scores, and you're bringing them back to play a, a young and um, switched up Ohio State team. So, right. um, and that was that was by no means like an easy play. Like that was sweaty for three fourths of the game, and it kind of and it yeah. kind of started to pull away at the end. But um, yeah, I mean, same thing with uh, like you said, uh, BYU. That kid, they were down seven or eight, I believe, but San Diego State scoring droughts again. Got them, and BYU came back, ended up winning that game. Um, yep. So it's just, you know, something's changed, but not everything uh, changes. Yeah, no, I agree. I think if there's a reason to back a team, then you back them. Like BYU is a good team. And like you said, San Diego State has had scoring droughts. Going back to the last year, obviously it was more noticeable because they were winning like every game and everyone had their eyes on them. So we all saw it. And BYU is a team that if you do that, they can punish you. Like if S- if San Diego State went on a scoring drive against Ohio State, I wouldn't be scared because Ohio State isn't good. Ohio State would match that scoring drive. Exactly. Like I wouldn't be worried if San Diego State was six minutes without scoring. Ohio State would have scored like four points. Yep. And then, yeah. So it's just situational, but um, just something to kind of keep an eye on. Um, a team that I will have my eyes on moving forward, and I have I two and zero this week betting them. Uh, IPFW, the Mastodons. This team is a wagon right now. Also, DePaul, that is going to be an ATM. Just fade them. They're so bad. Uh, Stubblefield needs to go, but I hope it's not till the end of the year because they're bad, bad. So Great IPFW, idea. yep. <laughs> IPFW is school in Indiana right now. Uh, maybe Butler too. Right now, they're playing some good ball. I'll give them that. Butler's but, blowing people out. Yeah, they're blowing people out, and they're covering machines. Three and zero against the spread now, but they've been in two of our best bets. Yours today, and then mine. Uh, I can't even remember a couple days ago, but. Yeah, I mean, I was DePaul, fadeable, IU, fadeable. A lot of these teams in the transfer portal with these new looks, right? They're trying to find an identity, but it, it you got to figure it out quick. You only have a certain amount of time to practice with. So I think we're seeing that I'm a little bit. But a lot of teams are gelling as well um, in the portal. Um, we're seeing a lot of good ball and, and more parity in college basketball. You're seeing the portal exist with James Madison cracking into the top 25. How can we not talk about James Madison? Um, with Noah Friedel and Edwards, I mean, they're they're ballers. They was fun to watch. Although we were on the other side of Kent State in the home game, that was one of the best basketball games I've ever watched, in my opinion. So. Yeah, I guess Nick, who do you, who you got for your uh, your uh, team or teams to keep an eye on? I do like the IPFW shout out. I've been on uh, their end both in both games they've played. I think they're really good. Um, another team for me is uh, the Oakland Grizzlies. I think they're getting a bit disrespected. I've been on both of their. I've been on their side both of their games too against Big Ten opponents. They got nineteen and a half at Ohio State to open the season. They could have won that game. They were within single digits the entire time. They led for some portions of that game. They shot forty percent from three against Ohio State. Like. I don't, I, I don't know if that's more like a pro for Oakland or a negative for Ohio State. I don't know if they're just letting them just rip threes and they don't even care. Um, but then they went and played Illinois. They were getting 23 and a half. That game was uh, not nearly as close as the Ohio State game, but um, they lost by 11 points. So they were, again, in that game the entire time. Um, I think this team knows how to score. I think Trey Townsend is very good. Um uh, who else? Golki on that team is also very good. I think he'll be a breakout player. I mean, 
they shot 25% from three against Illinois and were still within that number. Um, and they only shot nine free throws. So it was all pretty much coming from the field. Um, so I, I like Oakland. I think I'm going to ride them. They're playing um, in this upcoming slate we're going to talk about. I'm probably going to end up taking them there too. I guess uh, I guess you just want to roll right into that Bowling Green-Oakland game then since we're on the, on the subject. Sure. So, yeah, Oakland is going up against Bowling Green. <clears throat> they are a one-and-a-half point favorite at home with a total of 143-and-a-half. Um, Bowling Green did lose a lot of production in four guys. Um, it's looking like 50 points per game between the four of them. Um, but they bring in some transfers, Trey Thomas from Vanderbilt, um, uh, Jason Spurgeon from Southern Utah, DJ Smith from Little Rock. So these guys that they're bringing in are um, decent pieces. And Marcus Hill for them through the first two games has been very solid. He's averaging 22 points, five boards. Um, obviously small sample size, but they have a couple guys that are averaging double digits. Um, they're getting 41 rebounds per game, which is pretty impressive. Um, they don't have a ton of size. I mean, Spurgeon from Southern Utah, like I mentioned, is six foot eleven. He's their biggest guy, with uh, the other forward, a G, being six foot eight. So I don't. I think they should have um, the advantage down low, um, but I just think Oakland is very good. I think Oakland has had two pretty good tests for their season to start. I think you know, obviously, they aren't wins, but I think um, mentally for them, like you know, the the Ohio State game might have been a bit. Uh, crushing because it was so close and they had a chance to win, but I think they should be happy at least um, how they played in those games. Like they played a two power five teams, um, a ranked team in Illinois and was in the game the entire time. Um, so I think the guard play from Oakland will be better. Um, even down low Trey Townsend with his skill set has an advantage. Um, but yeah, I just think Oakland is much better offensively than Bowling Green. So I'm going to lay the one and a half and I did kind of lean the over, but I'm a bit, worried about Bowling Green scoring. Um, they have played two games, like I said, so far this season. They put up uh, 70 on Chicago State and 81 against Arkansas State, but I think those are two uh, lower caliber teams in Oakland. So Oakland might be able to give them a battle defensively, so I'm just going to lay the one and a half with Oakland. Word, yeah, uh, I like that. I'm probably going to be telling uh, you on that. You are the uh, Grizzly Bear Whisperer, so um, lane one, got to take the short spread, I think. Yeah, I like it. All right. Uh, yeah, I was a top into my next game. Um, sure. Got it on the mind right now. Detroit Mercy at Ole Miss. Uh, Ole Miss is laying 19 and a half. Over-under is 145 and a half. Um, Detroit Mercy has not been good. Um, as you mentioned it uh, earlier, they were – a lot of people knew, him, knew about them last year just because of uh, Antoine Davis and the scoring record uh, they were going off of. But um, this team this year has been the same exact team. Um, no defense, but – their offense is abysmal. They put up uh, 60 and 61 against Toledo and Cincinnati while giving up 93 and 94. Um, they do not play defense um, at all. Their offense has been struggling, to say the least, so far. Um, Mississippi has been pretty damn good. Um, they've held uh, they've held teams to 123 points total. Um, they weren't able to uh, take advantage of that double bonus situation eastern washington put them in which kind of has me a little nervous um backing them but i think i am going to lay um the 19 and a half of them um i don't see detroit mercy being competitive whatsoever um they're they haven't been competitive against any team yet this year now they're going to go on the road again and uh play old miss who return a lot of guys and have uh they haven't looked great this year but um they did uh, beat alabama state by 10 
and uh, Eastern Washington by 11. So they managed to improve a little bit. And I think now that they're playing Detroit, this is going to be a get right game for them. Um, put up some points and just mollywop uh, Detroit. So I'm going to lay the 19 and a half with the Ole Miss Rebels. Yeah, I like that. I lean that way too. I think Detroit's just going to come crashing down in terms of how many people are talking about them, how offensively gifted they were with that squad. Um, I think Ole Miss rolls them. Yeah, I mean, uh, yep. the same Detroit squad at all, and Ole Miss is going to pee that ground and pound kind of basketball, and Detroit's not going to know where to go with it, and they're not going to live up to it because they're not going to shoot the field. And, yeah, I definitely love the look there. Yeah, I am kind of went back and forth. Yeah, Ole Miss is – I think they're going to be a solid squad this year, but um, I'm not sure if I wanted to go with the team total under or lay the points, but I just went with the points because <clears> – <throat> excuse me, Detroit has just – their offense has been – nowhere this year so um and their defense has been oblivious to whatever's going on on the court so um if i think Ole Miss is just gonna mollywop them so I'll, I'll back the spread instead of the team total yeah i love that look um so for my first bet best bet i'm actually gonna go to the 10 o'clock game um over in a little rivalry iowa versus creighton creighton's laying 10 points that's not my bet i'm just gonna take for 159 and a half it's a massive total it's normally against my system of sweating unders as much as i love unders but i i think the books can't adjust this number to be high enough i mean the way iowa scores and runs and guns both teams on an average possession length or iowa on an average possession length or top 10 um with only 13.9 seconds you know holding the basketball on offense i think creighton will have to match that to play with Iowa. Hopefully Iowa can shoot the ball as well, visiting Creighton. Um, that's why they're laying 10. Definitely scares me. But I think, you know, uh, this could easily be in the, it definitely in the 80s. Um, I even think waiting maybe a bit. People might be scared of that total. Could get down to like 157. Um, but I'm not scared of it. I'm definitely going to enjoy that game. Um, it's a 10 o'clock game, Fox Sports 1. Just putting that out there. I was an efficient team. Ten points I also like is the plus, is plus ten. I think it could be a very close game. Even visiting Creighton, Creighton's just as efficient on offense. Hopefully it's going to be an offensive battle with a, a lack of defense. With it being a rivalry game too, I, I'd take plus ten. I mean, it is a rivalry game in a way. Um, they're close enough. They like to all battle. They got their rivalries. So, you know, I think plus ten for the Hawkeyes as well could be good. Yeah, um, I, I I was leaning the same way. I saw that matchup and I was like, points. It's just going to be buckets galore. First half total probably will be a little less, right? If it'll be in the seventies, I think that could easily be hit. That they're they're smacking this year. First half overs. I started with the unders initially, but you know their overs have been smacking. So you know, keep an eye out for that. I definitely will tweet it or something. So yeah, I mean, we'll we'll, we'll hope for the first half and just points and and Iowa. So, hell yeah, uh, Nick. I guess uh, you want to get a next game. Otherwise, I can I can roll one. Yeah, sure. I'll hop into mine. Um, I'll take my boys because I don't want to talk about one of your boys. So I'll take MSU versus Duke uh, for the next one. Um, obviously, MSU has um, struggled offensively uh, so far this season. Um, I think that's not going to last. I think this team is definitely 
um, not what they've shown in the first two games. Obviously, they beat Southern Indiana by 30, so it's hard to say that that was a poor performance or whatever. I don't think they covered. I think that spread was even larger than that, but that doesn't really matter. I think if you beat someone by 30, that's just a little bit of a bounce-back spot. Um, there's no way they can play worse than they played against JMU. Um, so, and obviously Tom Izzo is Tom Izzo. Um, you got to respect him. He's, he's one of the greatest coaches, um, that's coaching that has coached. Obviously Tyson Walker, their main guy averaging 24 and a half points for the first two games. He was a baller last season too. I remember taking his points prop like all the time when they played, um, that kid can ball for sure. Um, and then looking at the other side, obviously do coming off that emotional loss to Arizona. I said on Twitter, like no, nothing taken away from Arizona. They, they beat us. They, they, we can't like play with guys down low. Like we just don't have like men down low. You can't put Ryan young in the paint versus someone like Balo and expect him to, you know, put up uh, a man fight and like battle him for boards. Like he's just going to own Ryan young and Filipowski just isn't like, you know, a traditional center. He's a scoring five. So he's going to be on the wing. He's there to spread the floor. Obviously he's huge. So he's going to get boards, but he's just not a big body. Um, so with that being said, I don't think that Michigan State is going to have those big guys that are going to bully them down low. Obviously, they have Sissoko, who's a big guy. Um, Malik Hall is definitely, you know, physical down low. Um, but it's just like not a big, huge body like Balo in Arizona. In their, um, I can't remember his name, but the, the bigger uh, kid that came in for Balo when he needed a rest and had was in foul trouble or whatever, um, he was even huge and could and gave them fits. Um, so I think Duke is definitely the better team in this spot. And the spread is so small that like, I'm not going to be scared off of a two and a half point spread. I think Duke is two and a half points better than Michigan state. So um, again, this is like a, I'm telling you, I'm going to bet them. I'm, I never bet Duke, but if I had to pick a spot here, it would definitely be um, Duke minus the two and a half. Um, the, the total is one, one forty three and a half. Uh, it seems like an over type of game. Obviously, like I rarely ever feel unders, but it could be such a close game. And these guys, I mean, Tom Izzo knows how to play against Duke. Obviously, it's a different coach and different roster, really, um, you know, every year. But it could be a close game. It could be a low scoring game. Like I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a 65 60 type of game. So I wouldn't really touch a total. I would just lay the two and a half with Duke. Um, but yeah, that's my take. You're not afraid that it's in Big Ten country? No. It's a, obviously a neutral court in the Champions yeah. Classic. It's in Chicago, so it's definitely easier for uh, Michigan State fans to get there. But I think Duke has a big enough fan base everywhere that yeah. like as many as many haters as there are for Duke, there's probably just as many fans. So it's not like it's going to be a Michigan State-controlled uh, crowd. There's definitely going to be some some crazies out there. Yeah, I think – Oh, for sure. This is a proven game for Duke. I mean, you know, Arizona, that, that was a wild game. Um, but I, I think Duke's going to come out here strong and just want to prove that they, they're top 10 team and they can do that. And Michigan State has something to prove as well. I think they're both going to play really good. But at, in the end, you know, the talents for Duke's just going to override them. I like it. I like it, Nick, as much as I yeah. hate to say it, but I'm not rooting for Michigan State either. So. I think I think it's very hard for a team to give Duke a battle in terms of like skill on paper. Like Duke's roster on paper is probably better than like every team, maybe besides Kansas. But obviously that doesn't really matter once you're in the game. Like I still think Duke has a way better roster than Arizona, but their matchup is way better. Um, 
like, yeah, it was, it's all the big guys. Whoever plays Duke, it's all the big guys. Like Duke's guards are going to be able to play. I mean, people are talking about Caleb Love. Like uh, Jeff Goodman was talking about Caleb Love. Like, what are we talking about? He's, he's Caleb Love at the game. Like with, when he dunked the ball or whatever, was like, you know, flex and all this shit. Like, dude, you shot three for 10 and had six turnovers. Like you didn't impact that game like whatsoever. Like, yeah, he had a nice block. And of course he had like 11, 12 points, whatever. But the guards, the guard play did nothing for me really there. Obviously their point guard was balling out. But if you get outboarded like that, you're never going to win against a, a skilled team. Yeah, I got fucked on ballo rebounds that last time. I mean, you know, I was on a minute restriction, but I mean, Arizona, I mean, that, that game was that game was wild. I think, yeah, you're right. Duke's just got the better roster on paper, 100%. Um, I'll just go ahead and go into my second one then. Um, I'm jumping around here. Trevor was doing a snake draft, but um, I'm going to do Texas A&M minus seven versus SMU. I, I just have to back this team. I'm scared of Texas A&M rolling into Dallas, of course, um, but – you know, Wade Taylor, I don't know why he ended up leaning his unders after scoring 16 versus Commerce, but he, he came into Ohio State and dominated. Um, it, Aggies defense, Buzz Williams got him buzzing, absolutely for sure. Um, love their additions this year on AM. SMU's a good team. I mean, they've won games. They've, they've, they've also covered, um, and, and the Mustangs are, are really good at rebounding. They, got, they have a decent offense as well. Um, I'm scared that uh, they haven't really been shooting the ball too well. They might come out hot, ready to go against AM. So, um, but I, in the end, I just don't see how they don't lose or don't win by ten. Um, just the way they've played, maybe on a maybe on a hangover from Ohio State, but I don't know. Buzz Williams got them probably rocking as well. So I'm gonna take the Aggies. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if Ohio State's really gonna be a uh, a game after that they're let down, but you never know. I mean, it is it is Ohio State still. It's the a big win. I mean, it's a big win to go in anywhere like a Power Five and, and and win, right? So I mean, especially in Ohio State, they do bring a crowd. It was a good, it was a good game, but yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I'm trustworthy of them. I want to see them cover as well. They're, I was strong on them on our top twenty five show, and I think I really rated them at fourteenth or thirteenth. Yeah, look that. All right, uh, I'm going to lead in the next one here. Um, big game, Marquette at Illinois. Illinois is laying a point and a half, and the over-under is 147 and a half. Uh, I am going Marquette here. Um, I did initially lean Illinois, but I think there's a lot of people that are still – that saw the uh, Illinois-Kansas uh, scrimmage and are putting a little too much stock into that. Um, Illinois is a great team. I think they're going to be really good this year. But um, – Marquette returns almost everybody anyway, and this team has been rolling. Um, Kolick, Jones, Igadaro, Joplin, Mitchell. I mean, they got they got dudes across the board. And uh, Illinois, you got Shannon and, and uh, Gurrier. They've been they've been great. Coleman Hawkins, but Coleman Hawkins hasn't done much this year. He's he's got four and a half points a game. Um, he's grabbing boards, but he's not he's not doing much offensively. Um, I think that's going to be uh, an area where we're Joplin kind of takes over and kind of locks up uh, Hawkins, keeps him off the uh, offensive side. So when they try to turn to him like they did last year, maybe get some plays, it's not going to be there as much. Um, Shannon's going to have Kolick on him or or uh, Jones, but you're not going to be able to keep Jones down. This guy gets his no matter what. Every night he's going to put him up. Iguodaro's going to grab boards. 
Um, I'm not too afraid of Dane Danger. I'm going to lay uh, or take the point and a half and play Marquette here. I think they get this outright. Um, Illinois did lose by one last year in um, Marquette, but um, I don't know. I've, I'm high on this uh, Marquette team beginning of the year. I love this roster, the culture, Shaka Smart. Um, I'm going to I'm going to take a, a point and a half with them here in uh, Champaign tomorrow night. Yeah, uh, I think Marquette's going to be very good. And I think, you know, Illinois will be a good team. Um, I think, again, going back to the to Oakland, like they played Oakland the other day and, you know, Oakland stuck with them. And Illinois didn't put up that many points. They only put up 63 points. Like you're going to have to score more than that um, to knock down Marquette. That Marquette's not going to mess around and let you, you know, beat them scoring 60 points. Um, yeah, I think I think Marquette gets it done. Yeah, Cam Jones will drop twenty by himself. So that's what I mean. Um, yeah, Illinois got got some work to do just to uh, to match up with him. So yeah, what's the, what was um, the, and, the and fact that Coleman? Hawk, what's that? What was the over under on that one one forty? One forty seven and a half. Uh, mm-hmm. Last I saw, but Coleman Hawkins hasn't done much offensively either. So and we know how hit or miss uh, Shannon can be too. That guy can can light it up, or he can just be a brick fest. Um, right. So if, if Marquette's locked down defense, I mean. I think Illinois is kind of going to have a little bit of a struggle to score score tomorrow. I think height. I know it's at home and it's going to be the crowd's going to be electric, but um, I don't know. Something's just telling me just don't don't get cute. Take the better team with Marquette here. Um, it's I don't know. Just the Kansas thing too is just sitting in my mind too. I'm like I feel like people have they saw that game and and they're putting a little too much stock into it. Because we saw what Kansas has done. Like, Grand Kansas hasn't played anybody, but they're demolishing teams. So, um, I think they were kind of just trying to figure some things out, you know, doing what scrimmages uh, most are. But I'm not too worried about uh, Illinois tomorrow. I think they're going to have a struggle offensively big time. Yeah. I mean, it worked for AM too. I mean, going into Ohio State, now given Illinois is a way better team. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be a battle. That's for damn sure. That, that over under is a really good number. I'm, Interested to see the movement on that tomorrow, but yeah, it's a pick aside here, Trevor. It's a good lean. I'll back you there. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I could I could see, um, you know, if Shannon's on point and uh, Jones is, I could see some points kind of kind of filling up in this one. But if uh, Marquette locks down Illinois, I, I don't see this going over one forty seven at all. I feel like it'd be a little bit a uh, low scoring game, especially because Illinois likes to try to grind it out a little bit Big Ten style. Illinois hasn't shot the ball well. Yeah, their free throws are looking bleak as well. Free throw percentage is one of the worst in the nation. Yeah, 51.3%. Yeah, good catch. And 29% from deep. So, um, yeah, offense has been their, their Achilles. And Coleman Hawkins is kind of like that uh, that spark plug for him. And if he's struggling, I think they're the, going to continue that. Yeah, and like, and like the weird in me, like thinking with SMU, the same thing. Like, okay, well, do they come out hot since they haven't shot the ball well? But at the instance, like it's like they're also going to play Marquette's defense. No discredit to Oakland. They're I love Oakland. <laughs> they're a great team, but you know, also they played Eastern Illinois and they shot like that as well. So it'll be a good game for sure. Um, I'll take one against you know two teams that you know probably might get overlooked tomorrow as there's really good games, some top twenty five games. But I'll talk about Toledo versus Wright State. 
uh, Wright State minus two and a half in this spot. The total is at 163 and a half for this game. That is uh, quite an insane total, but it's crazy because I, like, again, I don't really ever put unders on my card, even though I see them and I want to bet them. And then they always hit if I don't bet them. Um, but I don't think this is a spot where I'd want to take an under. I think I'd rather just die with the over. Um, obviously, Toledo, uh, I think we've talked about, they did lose um, a lot of production with this team, but um, they brought in a lot of talent as well. Um, Sonny Wilson has been awesome uh, coming in for this team. I think he's going to be a really good uh, player for them. Um, Raheem Moss has been good. Tyler Cochran is always good. Dante Maddox is still good. Um, this team is shooting over 50% from the field. Um, they're shooting over 50% from three. Obviously, we have very small sample size, so I'm just going off of you know what I've seen from them. I mean, Rice State has only played one game themselves, but again, they also shot 50% from the field in that game um, and 40% from three. So um, I really think these teams are going to light it up. Um, and Toledo, like... <clears throat> Toledo gives up a lot of points. Like they don't play the best of defense. Um, I think they gave up 78 to ULL the other day um, and Detroit Mercy only put up 60 on them. But I think even that is a little bit telling how De I think Detroit's offense really isn't good. We talked about them earlier too. So putting up 60 for them is probably, you know, uh, less than or more than what they expected. Um, I think, I think right state is going to be very good in the horizon. I think they're going to, um, they're going to surprise some people with how good they are. Trey Calvin, obviously returning 20 points per game. He had 33 in their opener. Um, Brandon Knowles back. I mean, these guys only lost two players and they're really kind of role players for this squad. Um, yeah. I think this is going to be a straight up shootout. I really wouldn't take the under just for, you know, emotion wise, you don't want to take an under and then that, see the score of like 60 to 62 at halftime. And it's just dead as hell. Um, so if anything, I would stay away from it, but I lean the over here. I don't really know how I feel about right. Say being a two and a half point, uh, favorite, obviously they're home. So I, I get it. And I think they are, um, in terms of like, who's the best player on the court, it's, it probably is Trey Calvin for right state. I don't see an argument for how he wouldn't be the best on the court. Um, but in terms of an entire squad, like obviously Tanner Holden for right. State is, is good as hell too. So. I just think maybe as five Toledo could give them a shot, but probably best player is on right state. So I, I could see an argument from either side. And if you want to pick a side on the spread, but I'll stick to the total and I'll, uh, I'll take the over. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm absolutely smacking that. I think that's just my logic on Creighton, Iowa. I don't want to see a fucking 55, you know, 50 over like halftime or something like that. And then you just know it's dead and, who, I, I bet that line doesn't move too much either. I mean, we'll, we'll see, but I'm I'm going to lock that in now because that, that game just screams over. I mean, we've seen yeah. it all before with Toledo and Wright State. I love that play. Absolutely. I think I think how you mentioned, too, with the total being so high in Iowa, Crane, that people might be scared to take it. I think people will probably be scared to take this over, but they're also not going to bet the under. Like, right. I think they'll have the same mindset of, like, if you take this and it's there's 100-plus points at half, like, you're just cooked. Yeah, I, um, and I like Toledo. I mean, it's a good call out, but Toledo's offense really efficient. I mean, for how many points they score, it's not like they're just running and gunning. I mean, they are, but but they're also, you know, they're 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 absolutely playing solid, efficient basketball, and they're scoring the ball when they yeah. when they shoot shots. Man, I mean, it's unbelievable. That's what you want. Yeah, 
neither of these teams are even top 100 in pace of play. Again, we have such a limited sample size. So I guess I, I know if people probably like you, yeah, there's only two games and they'll get mad about it, but you can only go off of what we have. Uh, so, so far this season, they're both, uh, I mean, Toledo is bottom 200 in terms of possessions per game. Uh, they're 209th and then right state is 102nd. Um, so they're not playing very fast, but the thing is, is so far they've been, um, efficient as hell, like shooting 50 plus percent from the field and from three. Um, I think you can take your time if you're going to make those shots, you know, within that, those 30 seconds that you get, it's not all about the amount of possessions. Obviously that helps, but if you're going to score on each possession you have, um, I'd rather have that than two empty possessions that only took 10 seconds. Yeah. I'm going to, yeah, I love, I love, absolutely love that. Right. <laughs> Wright State's stadium is the Nutter Center, by the way. Just going to throw that out oh, there. Yeah. That rocks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that might be why they're two and a half point favorites, honestly. That kind of, dude, Toledo, I didn't know this. Toledo's home court is the Savage Arena. That also rocks. Oh, yeah. Savage Toledo. Arena? Yeah, that, yeah. That's awesome. I'm going to rip Toledo. I might rip Toledo team total over. I mean, I'm sure it's at if it's at 79 or yeah, it's, probably, awesome. it's probably going to be around like 83, 84. Yeah, it's gonna be like it's gonna be eighty. It's gonna be like eighty to eighty-three oh, or eighty. And 80 a half. If it's eighty, I love that. If it's, it's eighty, like I'm hundred percent. Yeah, that's a good play too. I think I again either team total over like wouldn't shock me at all. Right. As, I, as like I, a play. I'd feel better with Toledo. I think so too. Personally, um, I mean, uh, Is, randomly go 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 for it. Yeah, like can Trey Calvin put up thirty-three points again? Like if he has twenty, if he has twenty-two points, of like that's a lot that they're missing from compared to their first game. It's not like he had a bad game, but like 23 sure. points, like the difference of him dropping 33 and dropping like 20 could be the difference of the, the game total or right States total. True. Yep. Yeah. I mean, 33, I mean, that's a lot in NBA, let alone college to, uh, right. to average. So yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Like you said, I mean, he could still go off for 22, 23 points, but, Right and ten points, uh, you're missing right there. So right. All right. Uh, next game I got. Yeah. I have got uh, my darlings. Uh, we got not my darlings. Uh, this team. We got Eastern Michigan traveling to Florida Atlantic. Boca Raton for Banner Night. They are raising the Final Four banner. Should have been a uh, wow. national championship, but uh, whatever. UConn got lucky. Um. Uh, but yes, I got Eastern Michigan. Uh, they're twenty-four point dogs at FAU. Over under is one forty-seven. Um, Eastern Michigan has been abysmal this year. They gave up. They lost by forty. Or I'm sorry, thirty-nine to Butler. They did beat Georgia Southern, um, but that's that's Georgia Southern. That was a home game for Eastern Michigan, also. But um, Florida Atlantic played uh, Loyola, won by thirteen. That was. It was an away game, but it was or, uh, a neutral, but it was pretty much a home game in Chicago for Loyola. Um, I was there, and the crowd um, showed up. They were they were all all for Loyola. The band was there, uh, student section. So um, the fact that uh, FAU went there, they they kind of got in a little bit of trouble. Kind of got it to within seven points uh, second half, but they they ended up doing their thing. One by thirteen. Um, so I, and um, they're shooting decent. Uh, Decently from the free throw line, need work. Um, FAU shooting 71%, um, but they're shooting 35% from deep. Um, Golden's getting a, a double double, he's got 10 boards, 19 points last game, uh, four steals, five blocks. So, I mean, this guy's doing it all. Um, and Eastern uh, Michigan is not doing anything correct. 
Um, they're just giving up points. And uh, Butler is a team that we talked about that has been rolling. They put them 94. Um, Florida Atlantic, banner raising night. John L. Davis, Eli, Elijah Mitchell, Golden. I think they dominate this team. Uh, Eastern Michigan shooting 66% from the free throw line and 32% from three. Um, 16 and a half turnovers a game. 36 rebounds. Um, I don't see them having much success here. Um, I think FAU rolls them. Banner night. Um, I don't want to lay the 24. I'm going to take a team total. Um, I'm thinking that's going to be around 70-something. Um, I'd take it up to 80, personally. I think they they just put up points. If they put up uh, 80, what they put up? 75 against Loyola, and Loyola is a, a much better team than Eastern Michigan. So uh, given the circumstances, I'm going to take FAU to uh, put up buckets and have a good old time against uh, Eastern Michigan at home. Probably going to be 85 and a half as of right now for their team total. Damn, my math was off. Uh, yeah, it's pretty high. I think if my math is right, right, they'll do 147 plus 24 divided by two. Yeah, 85 and a half. 85. That might be a little high. If it's if it's that high, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay the uh, 24 with them. Um, yeah, I don't think Eastern Michigan has much luck, and uh, the fact they're only shooting 66 percent from the free throw line, and they're giving the ball away 16 and a half times a game. Yeah, that's turnover that's rate good, is gross. It's ridiculous. I mean, even if they score on half of those possessions, mm-hmm. that's going to be uh, 16, 16 minimum. points. Yeah. Yeah, so that could be the, the difference for the cover right there. And uh, good luck out rebounding Golden. So, yeah, yeah I think it's just going to be an FAU smash spot. I don't know if I'd lay like 28 with them, but 24 points, uh, I like that more than making them score 86, uh, 87 uh, uh, per team total. Yeah, I like that play. I think FAU rolls them. I don't think there's a reason why Eastern Michigan can stay in this game. No, and the fact, I mean, like uh, like we said, Butler has been rolling. They they got blown out by pretty much 40 points by them uh, mm-hmm. on the road also. So um, I think there's going to be a little bit more juice here at FAU raising a Final Four banner than, than Butler for year two of Thad Mata. So. Yeah, those kids are going to be juiced up for that banner raising for sure. Also How the you- UTEP uh, team total cash, so. There you go. There we go. Needed one more today Dang. for a horrible day, but uh, we're getting back tomorrow. I love this slate, fellas. We've got this yeah. locked. It's a very good slate. Yeah, it's a great slate. Too many games. I might have to bet on absolutely everything. So many good games. Um, <laughs> uh, bet responsibly. Uh, hey, Nick, can you do some crazy math for me? I know it's like the minus, like, sure. point, like 20 thing. Uh, for, sure. Tennessee, for Tennessee versus Wofford. And for Woford as well, it's 29 and a half. I think the total was at. I'm seeing 31 and a half now. Tw- I see 29 <laughs> on DraftKings right now. Oh, okay, okay, okay. What's the total on, on DK? Oh, shit. Now it's frozen. Uh, <laughs> there we go. I see. What do you got? Here. I see. So I see 143 and a half and 31 and a half. So I'll just do it for that. That, Tennessee's yeah. team total would be 87 and a half at the, at those numbers. That's a lot of points. So Wofford would be then like 58. Uh, let me see. Yeah, like 56 ish. 56 ish. Damn. Uh, no, you're right. 58. You're right. You're right. 58. 58. Okay. So that, that, yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. I mean, I'm not, that's not going to be on my best bet category just because. 
it's it's not really out yet but um mm. yeah i i just I, that's something that i would definitely add is 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 you know wofford's not the same terriers that we know that were a 10 seed in the tournament a few years ago um right. so i'm not going to take that but um you know my best bet uh, is going to be it's going to be Oklahoma revenge tour against Texas state, you know, Texas state's going to roll in the Norman as 14 dogs. I mean, Oklahoma beat Mississippi Valley state and central Michigan. It's not anything to be impressed with. I don't know if they shoot the ball as well. Texas state is a very good team. Um, so I expect it to be a close game, but they also lost some pieces. Um, Oklahoma runs, runs quick. They're not the same, uh, you know, ground and pound kind of styled team as well. They're definitely changing up some things. Um, Ortega Owe, you know, Miles Uzan. But Texas State's got some ballers, man. Caden Gums, Brandon Love, the, the Dante Horn. I mean, these guys, these guys can hoop. Um, it just I haven't seen them shoot the ball well enough yet uh, to back the defense that Oklahoma has. Um, that's another team total that I want to point out that we hey, we don't know yet just due to the lines um, and the chaos of CBB. But I would take a look at that as well, just based on how they've shot the ball. They're a bottom half team in free throw percentage. Oklahoma's defense is going to absolutely pound them um, in a revenge tour because Texas State came into Norman and beat them uh, last year. Uh, so I'm going to back the Sooners. They're not the best team, but they're a lot better than they have been. There's no look ahead games. I mean, they got Iowa around Thanksgiving, on Thanksgiving, actually. Um, so maybe that's a look ahead spot that might blow this cover. Um, but they got UT Rio Grande Valley next. That's not a look ahead spot as well. And then Arkansas Pine Bluff followed by that. So they, they need to come out hot. They need to stay strong. Uh, they've won by 30 and, um, 39. So they, but they haven't, they've played 300 ranked teams on Ken Palm and Torvik. Uh, Texas state's going to be their first quote unquote test. I think the 14 goes up to 16 or 17 by tomorrow. Nice. Yeah. I like it. I haven't even looked into that one. So I'm gonna have to tap in. Yeah. I like, that spot, though. like, I don't know. Like, it's just like they've played Mississippi Valley state, like, holy shit. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like UConn's laying 42 and a half against them tomorrow. Like yeah, that's nothing to right. be involved with, but Oklahoma's defense is solid. And you know, if Texas state doesn't shoot shots, Oklahoma, Oklahoma wins by 20. Yeah. I yeah, don't disagree. Definitely. Well, I think we ran through three of each, but there's two big games that we haven't talked about, so we're going to have to talk on them. I was um, just about to hop into one. All right, go ahead. I'll, I'll give it up to you. Take it away. All right. Uh, we got Kentucky uh, uh, versus Kansas. Kansas laying five and a half on a neutral court in Chicago, if I am correct. I believe I'm correct. Uh, in Chicago after Duke, Michigan state, uh, over unders one forty six and a half. Yep. Okay. Perfect. Uh, over unders one forty six and a half. And I don't really, I mean, we could talk a bunch about this, but I don't, I don't really see this being much competitive. I mean, well, it's going to be competitive, but I think Kansas is going to, is going to win by double digits at least. Um, that whole team is, um, uh, I just deleted my tab, but uh, that whole team is is balling. Uh, Dickinson versus uh, Mitchell is going to be a, a good fight uh, tomorrow. I think uh, whoever wins that battle is going to have the the edge, but uh, I think it's going to be Dickinson um, playing back in Big Ten country. Um, 
he's gonna i think he he's a guy who feeds off the crowd so whether they're giving it to him um hating him or they're loving him he's gonna he's gonna keep it going not to mention dewan harris has been uh playing out of his mind um the first couple of games too um granted they haven't been playing uh any uh serious competition but um still going out there and and doing what you're supposed to do is is what matters um they've won both games commerce kept it close by 20 uh against uh Kentucky here and they blew out New Mexico state. Uh, but New Mexico state was that team that, um, was shut down, um, pretty much halfway through the season last year for the gun accusation. So, um, or I forget what was happening. Still waiting on the 30 for 30 with that. Something uh, like that. that. Yeah. It's a lot of coach shit. holding the gun and leaving town early and a whole bunch of shit. But, um, see, so yeah, I don't know how much we can really read into a 40 point drumming against that team. Um, Commerce, they won by 20. You know, that's that's not uh, something you really want to see. Um, but Kansas, uh, they they beat NC Central by 40. They beat Manhattan by 38. Um, they absolutely dominated both of these teams. Dickinson, uh, McCuller are both averaging 19 uh, or 18 and a half for McCuller, 20 for Dickinson. Eight boards, three and a half assists. They're getting six blocks a game. They're only turning the ball over 12 times. They're shooting 62% from the floor, but they're not, they're not playing anybody. Um, so, I mean, still take that with a grain of salt, but 81% from the line, 47% from three, um, you still got to be able to put the ball in the hoop and and they're doing that. Um, Kentucky, um, they struggled a little bit, but I think they got more of a, a athletic uh, uh, roster this year. Um, if, where if they can knock their shots down, I think it'll be a little bit com- more competitive, but I don't see this team. Um, banging with with Kansas for a full 40 minutes. Um, I mean, uh, self, uh, after that Illinois loss, they came out and just been rolling on teams. Um, granted, that was a scrimmage. We're not going to really take uh, much consideration into that, but um, Kentucky's shooting 75% from the line, 32% from three, um, 49% from the floor. Um, they are only turning the ball over four and a half times, so I'm not too worried about them just giving away free possessions. Um a ton. Um, Kansas is going to steal theirs, but I, I just think Bill Self and, and Kansas get to this, uh, handle this Kentucky uh, roster early. That's still kind of trying to figure out what they are also. Um, yeah. A bunch of new teams, so or players uh, returning Reeves and uh, Wagner and whatnot, but they've got enough uh, new pieces. They're still trying to figure it out, and I think Kansas is going to overwhelm them um, and just put it on them tomorrow. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna ride Kansas. I bet that number probably goes to seven, maybe eight, but mm-hmm. I, I, by tip. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take Kansas early and often. I got a I got an interesting take on this game. I'll be quick with it, but you know, let's let's say the foul game ensues at the United Center in Michigan State Duke, which it probably will. Right, three point game foul game may may ensue that college basketball game. I can just see Dickinson. I can see the team in the locker room just standing, moving their knees and whatnot, you know. So I'm going to eye that first half team total under based on that alone. That's a weird weird look, but, um, you know, that's just something I might throw out there and definitely look at if, if they're waiting around to play and they're just kind of standing in the locker room and it's like 945 and now they're not tipping until like 1015 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, angle like it's like it's March, uh, kind of you know. Team game goes a double overtime or overtime, and now they got to sit back there and wait another five ten minutes. So I'm not taking the under 146. Although 
There is something to neutral court unders, but you'd have to bet literally every neutral court in the whole entire league to to get get some ROI. So there's there's an angle on neutral court unders. Um, I'm afraid of the 146 total, so I might just take the first half if it's sitting around. Probably it'll be at 69, I'd assume, or 60, 68 most likely. But um, yeah, something to look at. Yeah, that total is a weird number because I actually. It's like it's so hard to make an argument for the under, but like you said, I think maybe these two teams are gonna definitely like like uh, Trev said, like K- Kentucky is still trying to figure themselves out with all the new pieces. Obviously, that's like not something that um, Cal is not used to. I think any blue blood school yeah. just knows how to play with a hundred new kids every year, um, but they the kids don't. <laughs> like obviously, these are new teammates; yeah. they probably only known each other for a couple months. So while they're trying to figure themselves out, I think these two teams will also be trying to figure each other out in the middle, you know, in the game. So I don't know how fast paced the game is going to be, which is like sort of my argument for the under. But again, I wouldn't be. I mean, both of these teams are so gifted that putting up 147 points is not going to be hard for for them at all. I mean, it's two teams full of you know NBA level talent, which I'm sure half of these kids playing in this game are going to be in the NBA next year or two years from now. So. Yeah, I would stay away from the total. Um, I'm probably personally just going to stay away from the entire game and just enjoy it. I think I've tried to discipline myself, and just because it's a huge game doesn't mean you have to bet it. But I could see an argument for either side. Like I think I I would lean Kansas to roll them, but like if they if Kentucky comes out and Trey Mitchell from West Virginia, who they pulled in, um, just like comes out, Reeves comes out and just puts up you know 15, 20 points a piece, like. Am, am I going to be shocked? Not really, <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be a fucking awesome game. These, these like champion, I think it's a champions classic, right? I keep saying that. Yeah, I hope it is. Gavit game or no, this is uh no. yeah. Champions. No, this is biggest and okay. or uh big 12 and uh SEC. Yeah. Like the champions classic always rocks. Like this tournament is, I mean, it's usually the same four. it's usually these four teams every time. I think it's always like Michigan state, Duke, Kansas and Kentucky. Um, or at least it feels like it. So they're obviously every game is going to be good. These two games that they're putting on are going to be awesome. So, um, yeah, I would lean Kansas. And if I like gunned ahead, I would probably take the under, but I could get shot in that scenario. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a tough game. Kansas does, uh, does average uh, 12 turnovers a game this year. So that's yeah. kind of alarming compared mm-hmm. to the four and a half from Kentucky. So, if yeah. there was a spot where you could argue Kentucky can stay in this game, it is forcing turnovers. But yeah. um, how much have they actually forced? I'm sure they've forced a ton because they're playing nobodies. But um, yeah, I mean, just, it, it, like you said, just, that's yeah. a lot. Yeah, and twelve. Like like I said, they've been rolling teams by forty. But um, I mean, when you your athletes are better than theirs, you can get back on defense off a, off a quick <laughs> steal or something and. And force uh, force them to play half court offense instead of letting them get to the rim for a, a quick two. I'm like uh, Kentucky's going to have those those guys that can do that and, and uh, out, out out sprint you to the basket. So yeah, you can give up um, 12 turnovers a game to NC Central and it not affect the outcome of the game. I think if you've turned the ball over 12 times against a Kentucky level team, like like we said earlier um, with the other game, like if they turn it over 12 times and Kentucky scores on six of those turnovers, like that's minimum 12 points that's added right to Kentucky's team total. You know, you figure a couple end in a fast break or, you know, they pull up from three, like 
that's a lot of points that Kentucky can just rack up off of Kansas being careless with the ball. And, and again, like to their other competition, I'm sure a lot of them were like self-imposed turnovers, like just bad passes or like, oh, I don't know how much. NC, yeah. I don't know how much NC central is forcing turnovers on Kansas, but um, so that again, you can make that argument against us for that other point of if Kansas just stops turning the ball over, like stops, you know, lazy passes, whatever. Um, then, you know, then Kentucky has less chances. But if it is like four turnovers, even if like four or five of them are first four turnovers from like NC Central, like Kentucky's going to be way better at that than them. So that oh, yeah. number could that number could be even bigger in this game. So only time will tell. So I think it's going to be an awesome game. Just very hard to cap. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kentucky's actually uh, getting 16 uh, turnovers a game, forcing 16 turnovers. So that's um, that's a lot. Granted, I'm not I'm not looking if that steals or something, but they again the competition, New Mexico State. Uh, yeah, uh, also true. Else, but but Calvert. Kentucky's or Kansas is forcing 13 and a half. So um, you know, yeah. not not terribly, but again, Kentucky's hanging on to the ball much better. So yeah, that would be the area you could argue. But I'm gonna still lean Kansas in this one to uh, to get it done. Yeah. Any any final uh, notes on that one? No, it's about uh, oh, Dewan Harris assists. Um, yeah, he's a baller. He's what? He's yeah. like seven and a half or something. Something. I I gotta look at it. He's averaging seven and a half a game. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I just um, saw, I thought <clears throat> preseason I had read that uh, Dickinson and Self wanted him to to average like ten assists a game. So they, they want him that's facilitating. Awesome. That's what he does. And the uh, first game he got, God, I think he had like 11 or 12 of them. He had 10 of them, 10, 10 assists, and then go. he had five versus Manhattan. And those mm-hmm. were 10 assists in 25 minutes, five in 24 minutes. So this kid's going to play 32, 35 minutes a game. He's he's going to be yeah getting seven, eight minimum a game. So he's just something to keep an eye on, depending where the books list those numbers or price yeah, picks or whatever you're involved in. He's definitely going to have more minutes split in this game than uh, the first yeah. two games. So I wouldn't be surprised yeah, so. to see that number go up. That's actually a really good square to look at. Like you said, yeah, for if, five, it's, six, or if it's six and a half or if it's six and a half or seven, I, I'd probably uh, look into that. Not going to lie. So it's also um, easy to just lob it to Dickinson down low. Yeah, seven exactly. foot. You got, that's the thing. You got a seven foot one guy who wants to work. He Dickinson said he wants to work on his oops and, and everything else too, for the NBA game. So, mm-hmm. um, who else better to practice with than Dewan Harris? So, yep. um, just something to keep an eyeball on there. For sure. Um, there is one more big one that we got to touch on before we before we move on. Uh, Wisconsin yeah, just, versus Providence. Providence is plus one and a half. Total is 145 and a half. Uh, what are your guys' take on this one? If any. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, you, I, I'll take it. Uh, Wisconsin, they uh, they hung with uh, with Tennessee in that game um, last week, and in in, uh, in Madison, um, I think it was a ten point loss. Uh, yeah, eighty to seventy. So um, they they managed to put up seventy, which is still, you know, uh, you could argue it's impressive. The Badgers managed to put up seventy and still lose because um, they they generally play pretty good defense. Um, but Tennessee also, you could say the same thing about them. The Badgers' offense isn't like killer lights out. Um, well, it wasn't last year. So far this year, they put up 175 points. So um, we'll we'll see. But um, Tennessee, I think they've kind of sacrificed a little bit of defense for that offense. They they just put up 80, 
um, against Wisconsin on the road. They put up 80 against Tennessee Tech. Um, so, I mean, that's probably about as much points as they would have scored in three, three and a half games last year. So um, their their offense is, is, is clicking a little bit more. And the Badgers hung with them um, and uh, and held them to 80. I mean, the fact that they put up 80 on Tennessee Tech, I guess, probably doesn't look too good on the Badgers that they also gave up 80. But um, I still think Wisconsin's going to be able to hang in this game. No no Ed Cooley in Providence. Um, yes, the dunk will be rocking, but um, Cooley left, and, and the Badgers brought in A.J. Stores, too. This kid's legit. This kid can yep. hoop. He's nothing like, like what Wisconsin – gets on their team ever but this kid's awesome and the fact that they return um all their starters too um you can you can factor that into why they're they're playing better so i'm actually gonna i'm not gonna bet this um not betting my team but i do lean badgers plus one i feel like uh people are gonna lay the the one with providence no problem at home dunk wisconsin's bad offense opposite Um, it's opposite actually wisconsin's one and a half point favorite Wisconsin's one and a half point now. Mm-hmm. It, that just flipped within the last. I, oh, I see. I see. Pick on uh, DraftKings now. Oh, okay. Damn. I I got the I got the shit lines over here. Damn, I, I, I would. Makes me like the the under kind of too. Oh, here we I go. I was again. just but, gonna say that. But I think I was the just under, say lean under. With their average possession length and both teams actually playing pretty good defense, um, you know. We just called out the offenses are clicking on Wisconsin. They definitely are, um, which makes me lean Wisconsin with you. I haven't bet it yet. I don't know if I will um, just go because it's against at the dunk. But, yeah, I kind of lean the under there as well uh, at 145. I think it's going to be a grittier game. Could this be – I see this being like 67, 66, 68, 66, um, just based on history. But yeah, I lean the Badgers. They're a good team, much better than last year. And um, you know, just like you called out the all the starters returning, you know, they're going to play that good basketball. Hepper needs to have a big game. Wall as well. So um, yeah, yeah. Go Badgers. Um, Badgers are also averaging seventy-seven possessions a game um, this year. So that's that's like top uh, seventy in the con. They're seventieth in the country, and uh, Providence is has got seventy point four down two forty four. Um, so yeah, like you said, this is, this is in Providence. Um, no Cooley. I don't think their offense is going to be lethal like last year, um, where they could just, just turn it on and just start running out the gym. Um, I think it is going to be a grind fest, um, under 145. I don't think both teams are scoring 70 points. Um, this feels like a mid sixties. Um, maybe somebody catches 70, 71, but I don't, I don't see this going over 145. Um, I would, I would lean the under in this game and Badgers, but um, take the Badgers with a grain of salt. I am a, I am a homer, so. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I think the under is probably the play. I think the side is a bit iffy for me. Um, Providence did lose um, a lot of guys. They lost Croswell, Noah Locke, Jared Bynum, um, but they kept Bryce Hopkins, Devin Carter, and the transfers that they brought in, uh, Odoro and and Gaines, are, are pretty good. I, I like the pieces they uh, brought in, but – it's is a big test for Providence um, facing Wisconsin, especially Kim English as their first year head coach now with Cooley gone, like you guys mentioned. So yeah, uh, the pace does scare me a bit. I think um, I would like to have it be a close game. So, which I think it will be, but if Providence has the ball, they're going to slow it down. Like you said, they're, they're 
bottom 200 in possession. So um, hopefully they can just force Wisconsin to play at their pace rather than the um, than the opposite and have Providence play at their pace. Um, it could lead for empty possessions for Providence, but giving more possessions to Wisconsin is probably not a good thing if we're betting the over because they have been shooting super efficiently. Um, they're shooting over 50% from the field, 33% from three. Um so I think the more possessions Wisconsin gets, the more points that we're going to have. So I'm hoping Providence's slow pace will will carry us to an under. So I lean that way as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Just yeah. Bending, bending over in this game is just kind of disgusting. Just thinking about yeah. it. So yeah, so does, under or uh, nothing for me in this game. Anyone got anything on? Um... Uh, Shriner versus Incarnate Word for tomorrow, or, or no way? <laughs> yes, actually, yeah, that's, no. <laughs> that's going to be on the main TV. Yeah, that's that's TV number one. Yeah, that's, I, that's I, got, I got a couple other leans. I'm just going to throw out there, not give too much insight. So take it as you want. But I'm going to take Howard. I took him at nine and a half. They're up to ten. Um, Boston's offense is atrocious. Howard is not a great team, but they've gotten a lot better and they've covered against pretty good teams and have played good teams. So. Um, I need to see Boston. I'd, I would love to take their team total under again. Uh, it's hit twice now. Their offense is just atrocious. Not a great game. Another read is Penn State maybe again covering against St. Francis. They didn't cover against Lehigh, um, but St. Francis is just another team that I need to see prove of the dog. Um, and, yeah, late, give me give me 42 and a half against Connecticut as well. <laughs> That's good. Uh, against uh, Mississippi Valley State. So, um, no, I'm not taking 42 and a half points at all, but um, I am going to take UConn's team total over. Um, it's probably going to be in the 90s. If it is in the 90s, take it. They're going to score 100 something points tomorrow. No problem. Yeah, yeah. UConn has been uh, a wagon so far. Um, I thought there might be a little bit of a hangover, but no, they've just been murdering teams. Just that team total has been free. Yeah, 100%. They're going to roll. I'm not going to lay 42 points. That's insane. But yeah, that's I why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I literally talked myself out of it saying 42 points. It, it's probably going to be around 40 something. The safer play is their team total over. They'll score 100 something. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I brought that up last last week about betting. Uh, Connecticut had caught my eye minus 38 and a half. And I think they won by 40. So, I mean, uh, 41, whatever. But so, I mean, you can be a fantastic team, but at some point, 40 points is just yeah. too much. At what point do you put the, the third stringers in and just let them have fun? Yeah, he, 10 minutes left, you guys are up 35 points. Right. And win by 32 or something, 28. Right. I mean, some at some point, you're not going to be covering these gigantic numbers. Um, so, yep, yeah, I agree. No, no chance in hell I'd be betting 42. Yeah. I uh, personally don't have any other leans in the games we've talked about as of right now, but um, for you guys listening, make sure to follow at PumpFakePod on Twitter. We will tweet all of our official plays um, from the main Twitter account. Make sure you follow us, our our personal Twitters as well. You'll see it on the page um, when you go to the to the pod page. So, yeah, at PumpFakePod on Twitter. Make sure you follow us. We'll tweet everything out uh, when we lock it up tomorrow. Do you have any other leans, though, Trev? Um, just kind of going back to the board, looking, um, nothing's really popping off of me. Colgate plus five against Syracuse, um, totals 157 and a half Syracuse, uh, no Jim Beheim anymore. Uh, Autry era 
playing man to man. Um, Colgate always kind of they, there's always that team that feel like just shows up and kind of gives teams a game. Um, launching the three ball, um, athletic as hell. Um, they're, they're only catching five at uh, Syracuse, um, 157 and a half total. I would actually kind of kind of like Colgate in this one, the dentists. Um, Syracuse is still still figuring things out. They're adjusting after 40 years of zone defense and, and Bayheim to a, an entirely new uh, system and regime. So um, I think uh, Colgate is, is going to give them a game. I think they're kind of live, um, but I'm actually not going to bet this game just just because I could see uh, Syracuse uh, finally putting together a game a little bit here and, and uh, stifling Colgate uh, from, from deep. Um, if they keep their perimeter game in check, I think Syracuse can cover it. But um, – if Cole gets knocking down the threes, watch out. And then uh, I think that was that was about it uh, for me. Nothing uh, really too crazy. We did cover most of all these uh, all these these great games. So um, actually, a uh, Long Beach State they're catching thirteen at San Diego State. Kind of lean San Diego State in this one. Yep. Uh, Long Beach beat DePaul. Um, we already DePaul is going to be a team we're looking I'm looking to fade at least a ton of this year. Um San Diego State they they went to Provo. They were up 7 and then they hit their classic uh uh scoring drought. Long Beach State didn't do anything phenomenal versus DePaul. They didn't have any size um like uh to to bully them around or anything. They just they were hitting everything and DePaul was just being DePaul just sucking. Um I think San Diego State off the loss finally getting a home game. Um versus a, a, a decent uh, opponent. Um, actually, I don't even know if they played a home game this year. Um, but regardless, that BYU game, they, they were up and they they kind of coughed it up uh, with, the, with the scoring drought. I think going home against Long Beach State, getting to play their bully ball, um, play in front of their home crowd, um, Long Beach off of, off of a win over at P5 school. I think San Diego State kind of kind of drills them, and uh, maybe even a first half, we kind of just jump on them right away. Long Beach isn't sure what to do with, with this defense, um, and it takes them a little time. So, I mean, honestly, uh, San Diego first half or a Long Beach State team total under would uh, kind of be a look in that game possibly for me. Yeah, and, uh, I like I, I would, like the team total under. Yep, I, I I think that's probably I could add that very well depending on where it is. It's a one forty seven total, so that seems high. It does seem it does seem really high Very for a, high. a defense that's pretty competent in San Diego State and an, an offense like you mentioned they could go on a scoring drought uh, and I don't think it will really affect um, like the spread because I think their defense will be able to stop Long Beach State um, they're much they're not BYU um, so yeah. you could get you could you could uh, yeah I like the under there too shit that one forty seven to have is pretty high that seems really high I mean this could even if San Diego State dominates offensively and they put up 80 points. So Long Beach State's going to score 70 points on this defense. Right. Even if 58. Right. Long Beach State has what? If it's like 80 to 65, it's still under. Yeah. And I mean, San Diego State in the 80 is asking a lot too. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. That's too high for them. (laughs) You know what? I'm going to add this long. I don't know what the team total is for Long Beach State yet probably lock that up but i'm gonna play this under um san diego state and long beach state under 147 yeah i like that it's a good play yeah that'll be it maybe uh an lmu kind of caught my eye a little bit um jackson state not a great rebounding team kellyanne lapepe um for lmu and lmu coming off a a pretty tough loss to yale 
Um, they gave him a game um, all 40 minutes. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I think at home, getting another chance. I don't know about land 13. Seems like a lot. This could yeah. be another uh, another one I'm looking, maybe a Jackson State team total under. Um, LMU's defense just kind of locks them down, and then that uh, they just keep them off the glass to keep those second-chance points down. So that might be a, a decent look, but nothing really. Um, I, I just like watching LMU games. So, um, yeah, figured I'd just offer that in there. Yeah, no, love it. No, I love that. I, I initially leaned. It was on my lean. I didn't put it on the list, but yeah, San Diego State minus thirteen. I like. And thanks for calling that under out. That's a great play. But yeah, um, let's go ahead and just recap the plays that we had. Um, mine was uh, just riding the inside of Nick's team total or uh, game over with Toledo. I think it's a high scoring affair. I got Iowa Creighton over. Um, uh, we'll see what that line j- jumps at before we take it in the morning. Um, but right now it's sitting at 159. Uh, we also got Texas A&M and Oklahoma covering uh, minus six and a half and then 14 as well. Uh, we leaned off little under Boston team total under with Howard minus nine and a half um, as well. Uh, those weren't a part of the best bets. They're part of the leans. Um, and then also UConn team total over as well in the leans. Yep. I think for mine, I'm going to keep it with three because I'm not super, super confident before like straight up diving into the lab, but I'll uh, take Duke minus the two and a half versus Michigan State. I think, again, it's his homer pick, so take you know what I say with a grain of salt. I just think Duke's still one of the best teams in the country. Arizona's very good. It's a tough loss, but I think on paper, uh, Duke owns Michigan State. So I'll take Duke minus the two and a half. I'm going to take uh, Oakland minus one and a half. I already locked that up. Actually, I love that play. I think Oakland is going to be my uh, like little mid-major that I ride throughout the entire year. I think they're a lot better than people think. I don't want to act like I'm smarter than the book, but the books haven't been respecting them enough. So I'll take the one and a, or lay the one and a half with Oakland. Um, and I think for my third one, I'm going to go – I think I'm going to take that SCSU under with you, that game under 147 and a half. I think that's a really good oh, play. Yeah. I don't think uh, – I don't think that game gets to near 150. So I think that's going to be my third play. So SDSU, uh, Long Beach under 147 and a half for my third. Hell yeah. Love that. Um, well, I am going to, um, I'm going to play FAU minus 24 versus Eastern Michigan. Um, like we went over, F- Eastern Michigan's just going to just cough the ball up and the FAU banner night. I think it's a shellacking. So give me FAU to lay the 24. Um, I am going Ole Miss minus 19, <clears throat> excuse me, Ole Miss minus 19 and a half versus Detroit Mercy. Um, another year of, of no defense for, for this Detroit Mercy team and their offense is, is horrible um, without Antoine Davis. I'm still trying to figure out who the hell is going to score buckets for him. So give me Ole Miss at home lane 19 and a half. And then the San Diego state uh, under 147. Um, like we just went over. I, I love that play. I think uh, way far too many points. Um, if it goes over, I mean, we're just going to chalk that up to the game. But 147 in a San Diego State game when they're not playing UConn is, is ridiculous. So give me that under. And then I'm really looking at this uh, Wisconsin-Providence um, under also. Um, actually, I will lock it up. Um, I don't think there's going to be – this is – neither team is uh, scoring 70 points, I don't think. And if they do, someone's catching 70, 71 um, from the free throw game. Um, I don't think – we're going to be playing a game in the seventies here. So 
give me the under 145 uh, and a half for Wisconsin Providence tomorrow also. I'm locking those four and uh, probably be adding another player to throughout the day, but um, that's what I'm feeling right now. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm definitely going to be adding plays. Look out for my tweet to see if there's any changes or whatnot, but those are definitely the initial plays that we got. You, you know how quickly things change in this business and the chaos of college basketball. So, Yep. Like I said yeah. before, make sure to follow at Pump Fake Pod. We will tweet all of our plays and all of our locks from there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, that was a fun one, guys. I'm excited for the slate tomorrow. I can't wait to have five screens watching it all. So. <laughs> yep. I actually went out and bought a uh, an Apple TV just so I can get the, the quad box on ESPN. I was like, uh, enough enough time um, has been wasted just watching three games at a time. I'm going to watch six at a time from now on. So <laughs> love it. <laughs> so I am uh, I'm squared away there. Excited. It's going to be a, a great week. We got feast week coming up too. Um, real busy yeah. time. So preseason tourneys, baby. Battle for oh, the Atlantis. Yeah. yeah. If you got extra vacation days, spend them now because there's going to be tons of games on and great games all day long. All right. Well, uh, thanks for stopping in. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll catch you guys later.